0: You know, Holman, I can hear you chew, right? That's audible. I am um,
1: I just got back from camping.
0: I know. You were at the uh, Olaf event up there in Big Bear, which is uh, mm-hmm. about an hour and a half uh, uh, southeast of uh, Los Angeles, so right? four hours. Four hours. On, on Friday to get there. Oh. Oh, ouch. Only oh my two and a half
1: hours to get home today, but.
0: Now, you, you came home this morning. That was Friday night, Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then you. This morning. Okay, God. And you got a, a very restful night's sleep, correct? So yeah, you're raring to go.
1: Real restful. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens when um here's the thing
0: this is the truck show podcast by the way i'm, I'm setting this up because i know that holman is uh is a little cranky now he's, he's got a dr pepper and a twinkie in well, front of him you've been
1: sick all week so we didn't record on a normal day right i was uh and i then, could barely speak i was then, like you with larry still sound bad yeah yeah and then my wife's leaving tonight mm-hmm. for four days on a work trip so my window of opportunity is, like, I woke up early, packed up, and got back home so we could do this. And I slept for about three hours last night.
0: And that's because you uh, had neighbors in the tent next door to you that refused well, to be quiet?
1: first it was uh, because it was 27 degrees last night. Oh, ouch. Uh, so that okay. was cold. And then there was, uh, yeah, we had some neighbors who, uh, in our campsite, they weren't supposed to be in our campsite. And it was, like, party nonstop, 2, 3 in the morning, they had their... Uh, Generator going. They had their base going. Wait, the wait. Electronic generator.
0: Load. This is supposed to be
1: overlanding. Yeah, exactly. And they this had this was a, a overlanding as it was a pop, F. Yeah, as a pop up tent trailer that they brought. That was their uh, their headquarters, and uh, just a bunch of entitled younger guys. Oh, so headquarters meaning That's where they kept the booze. It's headquarters because that's where they all parked around it, and that's where the power and lighting was coming from. I see. We were expecting a really awesome weekend in the mountains, which we did. The Olaf event. Uh, kudos to Jeremy and Rory and Sarah. They killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. There's That's Jeremy of Headley people. from. Uh, oh, he's not. Yep. Where is he? UTV now? source now. UTV source. Okay, yep. and yep. then Sarah Morrison yep. from LGCTS. Rory Connell from uh, Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then was it accessory something accessories? I don't know, but they yeah. he makes
0: the the switching consoles mm-hmm. for your uh,
1: Jeep and truck. Yeah, yeah. So Advanced Accessory Concepts. That's what it's AAC. So anyway, uh, they they put on this event. Olaf's gotten huge. It started as like a COVID, let's get together in parking lots. And they've expanded it to these weekend things. And hundreds of people came. Uh, great time. So no, nothing against them about the event. We just had some really bad neighbors come in. And the first night, we let them go to like uh, 2 in the morning. And then finally, they kind of self-solved and went to sleep. And the rest of us who were in camp went to sleep. And there was probably like, I don't know, 15 campsites that were multi-group, so there's probably anywhere between 10 and 20 vehicles in a campsite. And these guys had like 8 vehicles in this trailer and it was just super annoying because like you're laying in bed. I even had my my uh, AirPod Pros in where I had this noise cancelling. I could still feel it. Boom. Of the line going it, in there, rock or they were dance music. Oh, it was oh horrible! Oh, uh, dude! <laughs> oh, <it was> horrible! <laughs> so I watched <laughs> a movie on my iPad, and it's like two hours later. I take my, I get still. They're still laughing. They're still yelling. They're drunk. They're just obnoxious. And so, uh, last night definitely had some words with them, and then they were just obnoxious all the way until this morning. So your uh, words with them had yeah. very little effect. Um, no, my words with them in the middle of the night at. Uh, 2.30 after Jeremy and Rory had come by twice to tell them to go to bed. At that point, uh, I uh, used a phrasing that let them know I was serious now. And uh, I felt like their dad telling them it was time to go to bed. Uh Did you use their middle names? I used their middle names and a bunch of other names. Okay, gotcha. And made it very clear that if I had to get out of my warm sleeping bag in 26 degree temperatures, that putting pants on at that point was a really big deal for me. And they did not want me to be in their campsite. I'm like, listen, if I have to get out of this tent, we have big problems. So it's time to go to bed. Uh, and then this morning they were bitching how disrespectful the rest of the campers were toward them, because entitled people can only see like how they're you know affected. They can't see what they're doing to anybody else. So anyway, they they decided they wanted to try and throw down with us this morning, and you're just like, just stop, you children. <laughs> Um, They're campers. You're supposed to get along. <laughs> I know. I I've ne- I've, i can't even remember. Well, I guess I don't spend a lot of group camping anymore. Like, I go out. There's a reason I go to the desert in the middle of nowhere away from people because I don't want this, you know? Yeah. There's going to be music in the middle of the night. It wants to be mine. And I want it to affect nobody else but me. Anyway, it's just it, that's the hard thing is you, you're starting to get all these people that are getting into the sport and uh, they have these really built rigs. Who knows where they get their money from? And, you know, it's just like this, I've got this, I'm king shit or something like that, you know? And it's just, it gets annoying. It's like the, the way it used to be and the way it mostly is now is everybody's chill. Like the off-road market, the industry overlanding is really chill because and we've talked about it on the show before. When you're in like slam trucks and body drop trucks and all that stuff, you blow a bag on the freeway, Triple A's coming, you go to the shop, you get to where you're going. You mess up off-road, you're done. You need someone. Yeah, you need someone. So everybody's super cool because you never know when that guy's the guy's going to come along the trail and help you out. In fact, there's a, some kids, got a brand new Tacoma, brand new suspension last week, wheels, tires, full setup, rolled off of a berm up there. Oh, no. Like messing around, just fishtailing on this berm, dropped the wheel, and rolled two times into the field. And so uh, it was outside the Olaf event, but um, Jeremy had come up to us and said, Hey, we heard somebody rolled a couple miles up the hill. You're one of the guys who you know we thought of first, or can you go help them? So we went, and got them recovered, we got them back on their on their wheels, got the wheels replaced, and stuff like that. But again, like these are just young kids. they got a brand. they don't have driving skills, and they go in with these all these high end parts and they expect it to be a trophy truck. Well, your vehicle handles different, yes, and it can soak up stuff, but it's still a street rig, right? You still have to know what you're doing and know what the vehicle's doing. So a lot of people push it too far too soon. And so I just I saw a lot of that this weekend where, There were a lot of younger guys with really nice rigs who were a little bit too much, like, all about themselves and not about the community and stuff like that.
0: The last time that I went to Ocotillo Wells uh, was the last time that I went to Ocotillo Wells (laughs) because my wife and I uh, and our kids, we had a a decent-sized campsite. We Mm -hmm. went out there when there was no one there. We went out, like, a few days early. Ocotillo Wells is a place in Southern California kind of by Glamis. Mm -hmm. Not Glamis? Not Glamis. (laughs) No, as uh, our 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 friend friend, Emmy. uh, Emmy says. Yep. And we go out there, and we have a decent-sized campsite, and our fire is, you know, 20, 30 feet from the camper, and we've got our toys all out and stuff, and we're there for a day or two days. And then we started getting people camping around us, and it, like you'd expect that, you know, they could go way off in the desert, but they choose not to. And then a guy pulls up with a family, and they have a, they have a, a little SUV and a trailer with two brand-new Raptors, you know, mm-hmm. the Quads and they proceed to start ripping through our campsite and i'm throwing it,
1: dust everywhere when and, i say ripping yeah.
0: i mean like third gear
2: yeah.
1: w- there were a lot of those guys too where they would come up the main road that divided all the campsites you know the kind of the road where all the stems the campsites went off 40 miles an hour hauling ass down the main road and then the big dust cloud would come and you're all set up and during the day it was really nice so you've got your your you know tent rolled up and your screens are open here comes this massive dust cloud that just coats everything because some guy had to go ripping through to show you like how cool his exhaust was or whatever, well, so first
0: you know? this was my kids were young at that time and I was actually fearful because my littlest one Quinn, was out there just playing, you know, in the dirt, you know, with his matchbox cars, or whatever the heck he was doing at the time. And this guy just rips through, and yeah. they they were tent camping, and they had their they had their little Honda SUV or whatever, and it was pulling this. I'm like, you live in the city, you a you can barely ride that Raptor. It's like a 700, and he, he's ripping through, our, like right by our our fire pit. Yeah, I'm like, are you not? Do you not see this? The guy, he's you know, he's doing his fish tails like I can do this. I'm yeah. awesome. I'm like You're He's up on ready- three wheels about ready to like roll. You are yeah. going to trash it. So, we made it a day of that and we kept we, just we, like, I'm we packed up and we left.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad because you the uh, the way the community used to be when it was smaller, it was a little bit more exclusive, and I think everybody sort of got it. Yeah, you still had your drunks, and you had your your a-holes and disrespectful people, but man, I I and I hate to I hate to pin it on one group, but my last 2 years of camping it's always these younger guys with a nice rig in their 20s that are just out of control, and they're just full of piss and vinegar, and they want to fight everybody. Now, were you,
0: were you like that when you were younger? No.
1: Okay. No. I, I, I still, to this day, I think I'm the same. Like, I like to hang out and show with my friends, and somebody over there is having a party, great. Just don't impact what we're doing. You know, I think, I no I think that.
0: you know, it's the unspoken rule. Even, even most people, when I go camping... Most people, I would say the majority, are in bed by midnight because yeah. you want to get up when the sun comes yep, up, things yep. like that. And so you sit around as soon as the sun goes down, the nights are long because the sun goes down, as it's going down, you're eat you you're, you're barbecuing, you're eating, then yeah, you go to the, the fire. fire. Yeah, 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 Exactly. And then you, you sit to the fire until you're everyone's basically falling asleep and they're you or know, cold or cold or whatever, or you're out right? of firewood or, or, or they're out of the, booze. Any or... of those things, yeah. but they all happen around the same time, which yeah. is between ten and midnight. Exactly. And then after midnight, that's the hour. Yeah, like that is when the guys who just had one too many shots of Jack. Yeah. they're just
1: no. It's a Crown Royal. Oh, it's a Crown yeah, Royal. They're okay. definitely Crown drinkers,
0: and they just they just go and you're yeah. like, dude, you're go just to bed. Stop. Yeah, because a, you're not going to be up when we want to get up. Right, you're going to be still sleeping. Dude, I was
1: if I had my air horn, I was going to go up there at six when I got up and wake them all up and be like, how's three hours of sleep feel? Yeah, you know, like I was I was ready for that. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not have a uh, air horn on me. Although I found out later that Will Beatty. Uh, Mr. Clutch, who was there, uh, formerly a Southern Force, now at McCloud, yeah, he says, "Oh, I had mine." I'm like, oh, "If I only knew that, I would have uh, summoned you to come over here and help us." In the I morning. used to always bring my air horns. Yeah, my
0: my little yeah. canister of uh, you know uh, uh, compressed air <laughs> and my, yeah, all these things come in handy. Uh, I would
1: always buy one before camps. You know, uh, but this is why I like overlanding though, right? Because I go away from people. Like the things that I'm doing, I'm in Death Valley. I'm on the EMHT. Um, I don't even really do the Mojave Road that much because it's you know there's so many people on it now. I just like to get out. And so it's, I can't even remember the last time I went group camping with yeah. cars where there were that many people, you know, that wasn't one group, um, like my group, not necessarily. They, these were all Olaf people, right? But it wasn't my singular group of friends where, you know, there's five or six of us camping. It was, you know, 20 people and I only knew like half of them or something. And I just not used to that. And it's just the attitudes, like people, guys, listen, like there's no reason to have attitudes with people. Just stop. Well, I think it's the people who gravitate to, um, you
0: know, the people who have RVs. You can go if you have an RV, a big motorhome. You can go and park it and dry camp in the middle of nowhere, yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. Or you can go to an RV park and park eight feet from, <laughs> from, the, next from the next one, next one right? With the, which see, is just like your neighborhood. And that's the thing is yeah. that we, for Father's Day, we were going out for the last seven years to a place um, up by Santa Barbara, and and I kept asking the group, like, why are we doing this? This it's fun. But why we're all next to each other? Like this is like being at our house. We're so close, you know. It's like being in suburbia. But we're in an RV. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And uh, they they continue to do it, and I finally just boned out. Like I can't. If you as soon as you guys go go, want to go off the grid somewhere and we'll dry camp, I'm all in. Let's do this. But uh, well, I I feel like I just bummed out our audience on the way. Yeah, that was a great start to the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you know we've had like four or five really good ones in a row. So. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> screw, screw this one. <laughs> no, hey, listen. We've been so busy, uh, we wanted to kind of make this one a little bit more of a USO. So we're going to get you uh, more calls this time, more emails, kind of get you guys caught up because you guys have been sending us a lot of a lot of emails. And, and I think there's some good conversation that comes out of those. So we're going to do that this episode. Uh, we've got a lot of truck news this episode. Lightning is telling me he's got some audio clips, which I, I'm not sure if I should f- be fearful of. No, I, I, right Every after time it, you spring an audio clip on me, it's usually something bad toward me. Uh, this
0: one's not. Oh, great. Okay. This one's not. I, right. have, I have a couple of audio clips, one from a listener and one that I recorded. Just just brief. Okay, Just, just brief. Right. And we'll do that right after we officially start the show with a jingle. But uh, before we do that, it's all about Nissan.
1: Right, right, got to thank Nissan for uh, putting up with us for uh, so long. Nissan is uh, the purveyor of quality trucks. So if you're in the market for a new mid-size truck, the Nissan Frontier super hot. By the way, went by my local Nissan dealer, the one that had the two Frontiers out. The one on Beach Boulevard? Yeah, and then they had zero Frontiers out. Uh-huh. They had three last week. Oh, <laughs> they have a glut. <laughs> yeah, right? So uh, if you guys haven't seen the new Frontier, rad little pick-a-truck. Uh, get out there. Check it out. Zero gravity seats, Fender audio system, uh, the Pro 4X is is a killer trim level. The
0: whole front end looks mean. Like, it really looks aggressive. It's, a, it's, it's got a, a great stance. Yes.
1: And it's... Uh, 3.8 liter V6, 310 horsepower, nine speed automatic. Tons of sound deadening went into it. Laminated uh, glass on it. It's well. How many times did I close the door in the last episode? Like eight. Well, you we oh, cut a you oh, cut a bunch oh. out. Yeah, a bunch of people. You know, I think we uh, they didn't hear how many times you were opening and closing the door because <laughs>
0: I was obsessed.
1: It sounds so uh, so I'm like, thunky. i like this is
0: like a hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. It was just like thunk
1: thunk. Yeah. No, no they have a sound. No, no. Sound. It
0: didn't thunk. It went
1: thunk. Oh, it was a thwump. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. It Not
0: was a thwump, like, you. And, well, you and I were almost like an, uh, like an air. Like well, no, we had to fight airlock. each
1: other because if we, we did it at the same time, it actually blew our eardrums <laughs> out. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, the Nissan Frontier, also uh, hydraulic cab mounts under the, uh, the C-pillar. So a lot of stuff went into this truck to make it a really great, quiet, great ride. Take it on a road trip. Go down to your local Nissan dealer. No, no, no. Go down to Holman's local Nissan dealer. Oh, because they, they have, have three. three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're in the market for a half-ton truck, of course, you got the Nissan Titan, the Nissan Titan XD. Both of those have the industry's best truck warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles, NissanUSA.com. And if you get down to your local
0: Nissan dealer and they're out of Frontier, so you're stuck with your beat-down truck for a little while longer... It's time to freshen up those parts with our friends at Duralast. And why do you go to Duralast, Lightning? Because they have a
1: lifetime warranty on their parts. Uh, Duralast covers over 20-plus part categories and has an average of 98% coverage of vehicles on the road today. And, Lightning, did you know that because of Duralast— How about new? No, I did not. Okay. (laughs) Did you know that because of Duralast's high standards for OE or better fit, form, and function, that Duralast requires the parts are engineered and made by either OE, Tier 1, or category-leading manufacturers? I actually did know that, yes. Then where's your yes? Yes. Yes, I did know. Duralast parts are produced to the highest standards with rigorous testing to ensure OE or better performance, and they provide a great warranty. So head on down to your local AutoZone or to DuralastParts.com. They have huge coverage, whether it's batteries, chassis parts, electronics, tools, or or even tools. You can find everything you need at DuralastParts.com. And they'll have the exact tools that you need to install your brand new Bilstein shocks. Yep. Bill Stein are the shocks you want in your truck from the company that invented the Monotube all the way back in 1955. Bill Stein has full coverage today for all popular vehicles, including direct replacement performance, leveling kits, all the way up to race parts. In fact, you can find Bill Steins from the factory on Nissan Titans, Nissan no. Frontiers. Really? Ram TRX. Say does isn't so. Of course, the new Ford Bronco. When, manu- <laughs> <laughs> when manufacturers want the best, they also choose Bilstein, and you should too. Oh, and they've got a bunch of uh, direct fit bypass and smooth body shocks for the JL and the JT, and brand new upper control arms for Toyota Tacomas,
0: which those guys up in Big Bear are going to need after they rolled their uh, truck and destroyed their suspension. For
1: that and more from their extensive catalog, head over to BillStein.com.
0: The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with Truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show. The truck
3: show. The truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. It's funny.
0: Um. The food in your beard—it uh, is there's comical. In there? Oh no, you, got it. you got it. got it. It was you know, a piece
1: what? of the potato chip. Uh, no, th- those were those uh, those popcorner things. Those oh, are those good. are gross. No, yeah. those are the kettle corn style. Oh, oh, those, kettle corn. Yeah, oh those, those are was... the only ones because they're yeah. sugary. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. Okay. So uh, apparently uh, Olaf put me on the billing because I helped with the raffle. and in... We should say, yeah. by the way, Olaf is overlanding you said it already. as F. Well, I yeah. said it. I blew right through it. Overlanding as yes. fun.
0: F- as sure. fun. Yes. yes.
1: As another F. U. Uh yeah.
0: yeah. And it's episode 196 of the Truck Show podcast. I'm the uh, the one with a clogged nose, as you can hear. It's lightning. And you homen- sound normal. Do I? Yeah. Really? Really?
1: Yeah, just sound as nasally as ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I always, I hate that about me. So There's nothing uh, I can do.
1: Anyway, he's Holman, he's yeah, not Holman. nasally. So I had a, we had a bunch of listeners up there and they came up to me. In fact, uh, somebody who was in our camp is like, hey, uh, do you know uh, a guy uh, around here? Uh, he's, uh, he's got a podcast. It's like, uh, Sean Holman, Holman? I'm like, yeah, I do. He goes, oh, uh, do you know where he is? I'm like, you're talking to him. Here I am, right here. So we actually had a bunch of podcast listeners. They up there. didn't recognize your voice. No, it's funny, isn't that weird? Yes. And then, uh, so apparently, they put uh, Olaf put on the email billing that. You know Holman from the Truck Show podcast was going to be there because Roy's like, can Wait, we use that? Which oh, is, is hilarious. hilarious. No, there's even timeout. You're, you're
0: the celebrity appearance, apparently. And so I
1: did the raffle and I, I judged the barbecue contest. So <laughs> of course you yeah. did. So I, I now, uh, does
0: everyone lose because they don't have a Dr Pepper barbecue sauce?
1: No, uh, you know what? I, and I, Stephanie Ortega, who's one of our listeners, she's been one of our listeners since day one. Works over with Ted Moncure over at uh, doing R and D for Pro Comp and stuff like uh-huh, that, right? Yeah, in the suspension department. So, so her and her mom made this killer, killer. Beer bratwurst with a homemade mustard sauce on top of um, coleslaw or onions. I mean, the whole thing in a, you, pre- in a pretzel you bun. You
0: had me at beer bratwurst. So,
1: so there were four people we had to judge, right? So that was the first one. And it was super, super good. And I'm like, listen, guys, hold on. Can you hear me salivating Yeah, right now? I'm, Because I'm remembering <laughs> what it tastes like. And so I told everybody well, I'm up on stage. I've never watched you salivate oh, in real awesome. time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I told everybody up on stage, I'm like, I'm a good judge because look at this body. I didn't get it from not judging food, content, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. I, eating a lot of food. And so uh, then the next person had this uh, weird like uh, soup, like a bratwurst soup, but it was like molten, so it burned all my taste buds, and that kind of killed it, right? The next guy had a banh me with a bratwurst, and he What's had. What's a pit, ba- I don't even know. That's, what like, a a those banh mi. Vietnamese sandwiches, okay, with a great bread and like the. These you know, there's like uh, cilantro and uh, carrots and I don't know onions and then the bratwurst, but he topped it with the best pickled jalapenos I've ever had, so good. But then, so I'm all about this. I'm like, all right, Stephanie Ortega, and I know she's listening, and I felt bad for this because she brought me. I don't know if she was just trying to like ah, maybe grease the skids a little bit with the judge, but she gave me this amazing chocolate and caramel covered apple Mm -hmm. that she did, and she's like, hey, just this is for you. Like, I don't. Earlier in the day, so I didn't make any connection that she's trying to bribe the judge. But uh, it was really good. Uh, uh. <laughs> and of course, we know Stephanie. She's awesome, right? And her mom and her made this great meal. But then the fourth contestants, and I have to apologize for Stephanie because I told you that she was in it all the way. She still had the best for bratwurst. These guys did. Uh, I was, I was, Can you hear <laughs> me, Sam? Yes. I'm, I'm remembering she it. Just. To- Pause and I the thing Swallow. that sucks is I was only able to take like two bites because I was so full from eating anything and it was amazing. It was a pretzel bun and they had taken the bratwurst and made it into like a hamburger patty. How? Just they just take the casing off and they oh, re, wow. refashioned all the meat into a patty and it had an onion jam like onion and bacon jam on it with like mustard and then a apple coleslaw. Oh my god, dude! I'm like, <laughs> I'm I took a bite. I'm like. Oh my god, this is amazing. You so, should
0: have you should have went behind the tent, barfed. Yeah, and then, then come back yeah, yeah, and yeah. finished eating it. Yeah.
1: Dude, it was so good. So I this is my apology for Stephanie that she didn't win, because hers was spectacular. But that last one, dude, that guy must have had like a been a chef or something. Cause it's like Stephanie's like the best camp food I've ever had. She made it on a Coleman stove right there in front of the stage. Like she was in it, right? This dude gave me something that should be on a menu at a restaurant that I'm like now forever going to either try and duplicate or crave for the rest of my life. Did you not get his name and number? I, I didn't. I'm sure i get it from Rory. Okay. So anyway, I, but I thought you'd be amused that I was the uh, celebrity appearance there. That is funny. It and, would
0: have been way funnier if they
1: said, are you lightning? That would have been funny. Like, <laughs> the, the like Vegas, when I was in the elevator? Yeah, in Vegas where they asked if you were Holman. Yes. But it's funny because the last few, so I was, I've was. i been at uh, the Adventure Off-Road thing, which we talked about. The, uh, the Mojave... Uh, Historical Cultural Association deal at Goff's Mojave Road Rendezvous. Uh-huh. How then, boring was that, by the way? It was way. awesome. Oh, was Did we not talk boring? about that? Not really. No. Okay, we'll talk about it in a minute. And then this one, Olaf. At every place, we've had listeners come up and go, dude, I really love the podcast, and I'm out here because I heard about it on the show. And I'm you like, understand? really? You you get, you get
0: understand that we have a lot of listeners, right?
1: Uh, yeah, but- It's not just you and I in a room. It seems like it is. I know. So I'm always constantly amazed when somebody in the wild comes up and says, I listen to your show. I'm like, my first reaction is always, why? Yeah. I I I don't know. Well, why. we went
0: we went from narrow casting, which yeah. is like we had like your dad and my mom, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then I think it spread. I think like the internet kind of works. Uh, it it might. I yeah. mean, we've got and we're mostly bad, but
1: we're not hundred percent bad. Listen, like we're like ninety percent. A while bad. back, we we didn't make fanfare of this. A while back, we went over a million downloads. Like that's a lot, dude. Yeah. Like that's pretty amazing. I can't believe you and I grew the show from zero to way more than a million downloads. That's in, insane. So then I just, it doesn't compute when people come up. So anyway, going to the Mojave Road Rendezvous, that was super awesome. It wasn't boring at all. You would have loved it. I would have gone. I was it in. It was the, your wedding anniversary.
0: Yeah, it was my anniversary, which I, I think that's maybe where I got sick. I'm not sure. The you next, you sick of your wife? N- oh, How no, many years? No, no, no. <laughs> loved, loved the wife. 23 years. It's and you're crazy. not sick of her? Okay. <clears throat> no, not. This at is all. a real sickness. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I, I, that's where I got the next day. Um, that's where I got sick Hmm. and I got the scratchy throat and then I got really
1: congested and then I got, you mean there's something other than the virus going around? You actually just get a common
0: cold? So what sucks is I was going to tell you about that is that for 18 months Mm -hmm. when everyone was locked down on COVID, I didn't get the slightest bit sick ever. Not once, not even close. You weren't interacting with people. Yes, I was. I was at work every day. Yeah, but you get, it's the same people every day. It, it is the same people. You're right. But it was just very nice not ever getting sick. Mm-hmm. As soon as COVID is like, quote unquote, over for a lot of the country yeah. and masks come off, yeah. now we're sick again. Yeah. Now everyone's touching doorknobs. Well, and, that's, that's just common and, cold stuff, though. Yeah, it, it is. It, yeah. And so I, luckily, I, I, the first thing I did, though, is I freaked because yeah. this, la- this last Monday, I got I was getting hot and cold chills. Uh-oh. And I thought, oh, no, really? COVID now? Really? I've been, I mean, yeah. and I've been, I had, you know, I'm, I'm vaxxed and the whole thing and but I and people are still getting it, right? Even being vaccinated. Yeah. Yep. And so I thought, oh, crap. So I go down a couple miles from my office, and I and I get, get your test, your I rapid got, test, I got my super one hundred fifty dollars yeah. rapid test. Yeah, because yeah, I wanted to go right back to yeah. work. Unfortunately, yeah. I went to the wrong place. they take like they take too long. They don't email you. You got to harass them on the phone. To get oh, it. I shouldn't have gone there. But anyway,
1: so long story short, you didn't have the vid. I, I did not. So yes. negative. Exactly. Going back to the Mojave Road Rendezvous with our friend Billy Creech. I went to one of his uh, workshops that talked about the Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail, which was awesome because he went into a lot of detail about that. What you would have loved is they have a great museum on site, a ton of desert artifacts. They have a bunch of uh, just um, archaeological stuff. They've got a whole lot of research stuff, old photographs. Like you, as a person, can go down to Goffs, California to the MDHCA. To the schoolhouse, and you can, or the library, and you can study and you can look at some of these old artifacts. It's really cool. But they also have these stamp mills, you know, like the ones that crush the ore, mm-hmm. and they fire them up a couple times a year. So there's a guy doing that. They had a, uh, like a Civil War guy showing you how to, you know, fill up a musket and fire off in the desert. That was pretty cool. There was a, uh, a rad donkey uh, walking around named Jezebel. I think you would have loved the donkey. Now, why? Because I'm an ass. <laughs> that, that, your words not mine
0: now did, you went with your daughter she, yep. Well, yep. yeah
1: she loved well, it she went with you she I went guess. with me and she did love it she's like hey what are you doing tomorrow and I'm like well I'm going out to the desert she goes what well, are you camping I'm like no she goes what are you doing I said well I'm going to go out to you know the Mojave Desert uh, to this cultural historical associations uh, See, Mojave Road as rendezvous. a kid
0: if you said the word historical yeah. I've fallen asleep before no. you said she,
1: she goes can I go I'm like are you kidding and They also so this is what's kind of cool, right? So they had all the stuff going on. There's a silent auction. There were door prizes. There's actually some pretty cool stuff. Like General Tire gave away a set of tires, and I mean just a bunch of really cool stuff. They also had the farewell, basically the service for Dennis Casbeer, who passed away, who's like the father of the Mojave Road. And was that that. was it a tearjerker? Yeah, I mean it was yeah, I mean, it was nice. It, it was a very nice ceremony. The Marines were there. They gave him uh, the full honors and the flag, all that. His daughter was there and grandkids and all that stuff. In fact, uh, his granddaughter, who I guess she is an Olympian on the USA Olympic team, but what? she got an injury and wasn't in this year. She's a uh, she's in horsemanship. I don't I don't know what category, but she uh, was doing handstands on the top of the TRX just to show us that she could do it. On the corner of the bed. And we're like, you're going to die. Don't you? This sounds like a crash. very odd event. Anyway, they had a barbecue. Great tri-tip, all that stuff. <laughs> and this is, the, this is where my daughter comes in. So have you ever played the newer version of Oregon Trail, like on your phone? No. Okay, I have because I love Oregon Trail. I a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I don't even know what you're, you're talking Zeke died about. of yeah, dysentery, whatever. Okay. So when you are running out of like your meat, right, for your protein, and you have flour, it says, would you like to make hardtack? which is like this, this, these biscuits they make that wouldn't go bad, so you could eat them. There's like water, salt, and flour, and you could store it, and that way they had something to eat on the trail before they could find you know meat and protein or fish or whatever. So the Civil War guy brought real hardtack, and at the front of this, this table was hardtack, and I can only describe it as milk bones for humans. They're, they're square, but mm-hmm. the flavor, the consistency, the de- it's everything, come on. You've Tasted a milk bone, most people have. No, I haven't really. No, uh, somebody dared you. No, there's a bet at some point. I've had, I've had actual, I think, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm thinking 50% of our listeners have eaten a milk bone or tasted Mm. one. No, I don't think I have. I have tried like the wet, disgusting dog food. No, that's 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 even worse. Oh, it is worse. I was, it was a dare. That's that's what I'm saying. But most people have been dared for a milk bone. Okay, these are like human milk bones, and so my daughter is like, these things are awesome. And she brought a bunch of them home, and there was one, it's three and a half hours to get out to Goff's from from Orange County. On her way home, a uh, four-inch by four-inch square, Uh she was proud of herself because she got through half of it. That's how hard it is. She's like, ah! I'm like, oh dude, God. are you gonna break a molar it's or like something? Cement. It is like cement. It's like taste uh, salted cement. It's, is it more like plaster of Paris? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. The white, but chalky. But stuff. it doesn't taste horrible. It's just like you're. It's a novelty. But then when you keep going, it's one of those things where like if it was in your pocket or your hand, you probably just gnaw on it all day. Because yeah. well, if you you're know.
0: if you're out on the trail, it's like that or death. Yeah. Right. I mean? Well. Yeah. So that's yeah. you know,
1: do you want broken teeth or do you want to die? <laughs> right. So, Anyway, that whole deal was really awesome. Saw a few of our uh, our listeners out there. So for you guys who are listening, appreciate and, you coming ha- up to me. Ha- oh, really? So they came up to yeah. you? And, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Hey, are you lightning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had some people who uh, were kind of asking, uh, hey, I want to do this. I've got this truck. What are the mods? Is my truck good enough to do X? You know, and so- Got a, a chance to talk through some of the uh, the modifications and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. So uh, anyway, point being, I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of our listeners in the last uh, few weeks of all my crazy travels. And I always appreciate when you guys come up because it's still mind-blowing to me that any of you listen to the show.
0: Well, look, i got to tell a story similar to that in that— um, Is it Vegas an Elevator? No. No, okay. it's not. I met are you Holman? Sean Sean Ramon at Empire Fab uh, through this show. Yeah. He was emailing us and, and kinda ragging on us, I think, at first, right? And then we had him down as a guest. Like, yeah. let's talk to a fabricator. Uh-huh. And then it came time to build a truck, to build this truck, and basically we hired Sean to do it. Uh-huh. And I became friends with him. And I've been up to his shop in Ventura half a dozen times. Have you
1: been out to dinner with him and his wife? Yes. Oh, you are friends then? Yes. Yes, we did. I haven't been out to dinner with you and your wife, and it's only been 20 years.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> Although we have been to your house, but you're right. But it's well. Not, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's strange. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, moving right to, along. Ever, ever since we moved into our new house, I have wanted We haven't officially ever had a housewarming, because you were supposed <laughs> to come to a housewarming. Yeah. Well, I think the main thing know. is I was. I knew that I wouldn't serve you a beverage that you could appreciate, and I'd be like uh, no matter what I get, you're going to be like, yeah, this is weeks... You wouldn't say it to my face, <laughs> but you'd leave and go, I've how many shows have I done with Lightning and he doesn't even know what I drink? Uh, you know what I drink. It's Dr. Pepper Cold. It's- no, 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 no. You're like an alcohol. And I would get you the wrong... You drink beer? i, I get you the wrong liquor. I know you'll drink beer, but... Anyway. It's all good. Yeah, bad excuse, but we'll- All right. I so anyway, Sean excuse. and your friends So like this show. that happened to- that, Yeah, it's, that's, it, it's brought me to- Then I, it, he introduced me to his other friends, and now one guy that he's he works with, he used to be at a Nelson, Nelson Racing Engines, is now building headers for us, and I just love how the web of the Truck Show yeah. podcast is introducing you and I to all these really cool people. I'm very, very- I'm touched and grateful.
1: All right, hold on. Yeah, all right. I like that. All right, you said you had some audio for us on the show. Uh, that's this right here.
0: All right, I'm sitting in the uh, 2007 Dually coming back from Empire Fabrication. It's a uh, uh, it's a Thursday night at, I don't know, 7 p.m., 134 Freeway through Burbank, and I'm with Eric, one of our fabricators at Banks. Explain the car next to us.
4: Uh, we currently have a Honda right next to us with no headlights on, no taillights on. Uh, however, their LED DRLs are bright enough to where you have the glow in front of the car, and it's enough to be able to not tell if your headlights are on
1: or not. This sounds completely, uh, uh what is it? Coached. Don't say the completely coached.
0: coached. Dude, I'm telling you. C- keep going. I rolled down the window because I was going to yell at her. Oh, no, we're about to get slammed into the uh, K-Rail over here. Uh, come on, people. I'm going to duel in with a trailer. So that's a weird one. No headlights. Yeah, but,
4: but you- can't distinguish between a DRL and a headlight on the newer cars sometimes. They're both LEDs and so bright that it's hard to distinguish.
0: I'm just saying, Holman, you're right. In many cases, the dashboard being lit up can give the impression to the driver that the rest of the lights in the car are on. But I will tell you that if those DRLs were not on at all, Go with me, Eric If the DRLs weren't, weren't
4: on No, it would be way too dark in front of them That glow from the DRLs is just enough Like sensory light input That that you can be like Okay, yeah, I have lights on, I'm good If it was totally dark in front of them That's something that's so obvious you would, you would recognize that There's no way I think so
0: I mean, people, if you're arguing with me Just turn your headlights off right now And tell me, would you notice that? Of course you would notice that if your headlights were off I mean, with no lights at all and turn on LEDs, some of the bright you know LEDs from very late model cars, they're freaking bright, crazy bright. but your headlights are off, which means your taillights are off. Grrr. This is where Eric you go grrr. Grrr. exactly. So it's yeah. real. It's real. telling real real. you said it wasn't real. who said it wasn't real?
1: you're trying to make it all about the dashboard. I know, but then I also told you that in the early days when this started, there were no DRLs. That was my point. They were a dimmer version of your halogen lights. I've already said that the signature lights on today's cars, yes, are bright enough. I agree with Eric on that. I've said that. My whole point is like when the Tacoma came out with this in 2005, where they had an all-the-time LED-lit-up dashboard, there were no DRLs. I'm saying that there are more...
0: Cars. You and I have both been
1: driving for. About I'm not the same amount disagreeing of time. with you. There are more vehicles on the road with with their tail lights off than ever before. I don't disagree with that. I'm talking about the genesis of this problem started when you had the dash lights on all the time. That was my whole point. And I'm saying that, that it is, it's
0: exacerbated with the glow that they believe <laughs> are their. Headlights. You're
1: arguing to be. You're arguing that we have the same point. I'm fine with that. I agree with you. Okay, so we'll finally rest it. No, it'll never be rested because you'll find some way to say that we're disagreeing. My, you said that this started because the DRLs are so bright you can see the highway. And my point was no because yes. when this started, there were no DRLs like that. There were no LED DRL signature lights. That was my point. The genesis of this started when the dashboards were lit 24-7. Today's vehicle, as it's moved on, yes, there are way more people because it's so bright in front of the car and your dash lights are on. My only point of contention was that when this started, your point is invalid. Your point is valid currently, but not for the genesis of when people became stupid. That was, <laughs> that was the point okay. at which the interior lights were on all the time. Okay, so
0: our argument had a, uh, has a start date. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, about 2005
0: or so. Okay. Ish. All right. Well, my argument starts at around 2016. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Good enough. All right. Uh, What do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, Do do you want to get to inbox or news first? I think we give them some truck news. What's What's new in trucks?
4: We need to know.
0: What's new in
3: trucks?
4: We need to know.
3: What's new in trucks?
4: We need to know.
3: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? I don't know. Oh,
0: God! I knew. I did. <laughs> I look at Holman. Oh, He's what? not going to do the uh, because normally when we do the uh together at the end, yeah. we go uh. He yeah. Normally, I can see him take a breath. There was no breath. He just reaches. Uh, he leans toward the mic, and I knew it. He's just What's some,
1: new in trucks? Some, I don't know. Something guttural's going to come out. What's new in trucks? I don't know. What's new with lightning? He's on the show. What's, What's new in, in trucks?
3: trucks?
4: We need to know.
3: What's new in trucks?
4: We need to know.
3: What's new in trucks? We
4: need to know.
3: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
0: Oh, I knew you
1: weren't going to do anything. And I didn't do
0: anything. No, either. I knew you weren't going to do this anything. This is rock,
1: paper, scissors. This is rock, paper, scissors. This, this is Rochambeau. The, this is oh, the audio yes. version. Hey, now, the uh, GMC Sierra. Oh, no! no, I have not heard. Oh, yeah. Did you hear? <laughs> No, no, I've not. The GMC Sierra Denali uh, is going to uh, come out on October 21st. So, early listeners of this podcast have not seen it yet, and late listeners of this podcast uh, have. They sent out a teaser, and the front end looks really cool. It's very uh, dark and kind of has the highlights, but styling wise, uh, looks looks pretty cool. Of course, wait, we've wait, seen, wait, wait, wait. We've seen the news, dark
0: and has highlights. So does every? I, what do you mean? Let me see. The photo, see.
1: the spy photo, the oh, teaser. Oh,
0: by teaser, got it. No, dark, let me ask you this. Dark
1: low lights and light highlights, you can kind of see the shape but not everything. Are people
0: going in so that the uh the knuckleheads at GM when they revealed the Hummer, they went into Photoshop and they took a photograph, and they just darkened the brightness. Like, they just dropped the Yeah, so it was the, easy the to saturation. pull it out. And so people just went in there, put it in Photoshop, and just increased the exposure, and you could see the entire truck. And they were like, oh. Because the digital information was still
1: stored in the JPEG. Of course. Is it is it that way in this? I don't know. I've been in the mountains. I haven't been on Photoshop <laughs> dissecting a photo that I'm going to see the real truck next week. Oh, Okay. Ah, lightning. Yeah, I
0: thought you were dedicated to your craft. Hey, While you're in your
1: sleeping bag, you're like, I need to know if no, I can increase exposure. No, I was too cold. I couldn't feel my fingers. Oh, I see. Uh, by the way, uh, there is a, uh, apparently, Sierra Denali Ultimate will be a new range topper. Interesting. Stay tuned. Ultimate. Huh. Hey, uh, lightning, did you hear? No.
0: No, I did not. <laughs> Are you sure? That was that was
1: uh, uh, Yoda. He's He's very short. In stature? (laughs) Both. All right. The uh, National Insurance Crime Bureau released their uh, annual Hot Wheels report, not about the cars, but about America's top 10 most stolen vehicles. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Would you care to uh, guess at uh, which is number one? 10. That would be the- uh, Can I guess? Sure. Subaru WRX. Nope. Okay. Dodge full-size pickup truck. A 6.2% increase from 2019. The most common year stolen- can you guess the most common year of Dodge, Ram, pickup trucks stolen?
0: Oh, it's probably current. Uh, ooh, no, because the new ones have pretty good alarm systems. I'm still going to go current. 2019,
1: 2020? 2001 with almost 12,000 stolen last year. 2001. Uh, interesting. Care to guess number nine? Nine. Number nine is going to be, okay, if it's truck-themed, Ford F-150. Honda CRV. Oh, with uh, 12,309, with, that's a 21.9% increase from 2019. The most common model stolen is the uh, 2000 model. Who's stealing that and why? Eight. Toyota Corolla. Okay. I would see that because they're everywhere. They are the plague upon the freeways in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toyota Corolla, 12,515 stolen. That's a 3% increase, 3.1 over uh, last year, over 2019. The last year was reported. Uh, and the most popular, guess the year on this one. The um, most common year of the Toyota Corolla that's stolen. Ninety six. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So you bought your Corolla, boom, oh my gone.
0: God. So How does the, that suck? the factory alarm is worthless. I, I, everything's worthless. So wow. Uh, apparently, uh You know what that is? Can I tell you what that is? Sure. All right. So the new Corolla, and I was just talking about this with a, with one of the guys at work, is that they have Completely revamped the styling of the Corolla to compete with Honda, because Honda has come out with the CR uh, with the um, Civic. the Civic Type yeah. R, and the Accord is crushing it. And so Toyota really stepped up and it has some aggressive lines. And the Corolla does not look like the Corolla that your
1: mom used to drive. No, it's it's a nice looking car. It still looks like a Corolla to me. It's like a angry Corolla. But the fact that the 2020s that's to me that's nuts. All right, seven GMC full size pickup truck with thirteen thousand and sixteen stolen. That's a 16% 16.6% increase from 2019, most common year of a GMC full-size pickup.
0: Oh, also late model. So I'm gonna say 18, 2018, 2005. Oh, 2005. Oh, you know why? That's the uh, that body style was easy to get into with a slim Jim. Yep. Yep.
1: Six. Nissan Altima, 14,668 stolen. Wow. That's a 9.8% increase from 2019. Again, easy Slim Jim car. Most common year stolen, care to guess? 2005. 2020. Oh, oh Just no. like your Corolla guy. You're Another just, you're, one. Yeah, wow. you, get your, you get your Nissan Altima home and you're like, sweet, got my new car, and the next morning, gone. And goodbye. Five. Toyota Camry, 16,915. That's an 8% uh, increase, and the most common year stolen, 2019. Oh, my God. This is awful for these. these, are, And they all come with factory
0: alarms. Worthless. Uh, I don't know No, if they do all they come. not? Uh, oh, oh, maybe I'm thinking of just automatic doors, because almost every new car comes with, you know, you know door locks, remote door locks. Right?
1: Don't they? Sure. Full. Do you, do you like that? What was Full. that? Why well, did? he's an Englishman. Fool. Well, the guy behind him wasn't. I, know, I don't know. It's okay, same that's dude, weird. All right. I don't know. Weird. Uh, Honda Accord. Okay, so Camry at five was 16,915. Honda Accord, 30,814 30, stolen. 30,000 Accords <laughs> yeah. were stolen? Yeah, that's the population of, like, decent-sized towns. 30,000 Accords were stolen. Yeah, that's a 0.2% t- increase from 2019. Guess what the wait most- Wait a
0: minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Another 30,000 were stolen in 2019?
1: Yes. check this out. What's the year? The most stolen year? 2020. 1997. Oh, They're really? They're just passing those things around like, you know, like a, I don't know. So, my, my dad bought a 96 Accord new in 96, and my sister had that car through high school. huh. So my 96 Accord, yep. we had a competition on
0: my 96 Accord. Could my buddy Jeff put the wad of keys in his pocket? Yeah. Could he get the key out of his pocket into the key slot, turn it, and open the door faster than I can slim-jim it? And we were equal. That's, that's how that's, fast I could get in with a thin strip of metal. Three,
1: Honda Civic. Yep. Again, 34,144. That was a tw- wait. What year? Two point eight percent increase. Two thousand. Uh, okay. Again, all I, the same era. And I had a two thousand Civic Si. I bought that brand new. I oh, Love the car. Was it stolen? It was never stolen. Okay. No. So I was just, I'm sure it's probably been stolen twice or you know three times by now. And number two. Two. Care to guess? Number
0: two, man. Okay, so what you've described are the most common cars out there. Okay. So if this is the mo- so I, I'm g- now now knowing that it, the, uh, the uh, number uh, of vehicles stolen is commensurate with the truck. Let me just yeah, I'll get his so truck. So this is where I'm going to say Ford F one hundred and fifty. No, no,
1: Chevy full size pickup. Okay, forty thousand nine hundred sixty eight up twenty five point seven percent from twenty nineteen. Oh my lord! Uh, most common year.
0: Uh yes, I know this. Uh two thousand eight. Two thousand and
1: four. Oh where the GMC Sierras were two thousand five. So okay. I find that kind of interesting.
0: Well number one, most stolen vehicle in twenty twenty.
1: Yep, yeah, you got this? Uh
0: no, I don't I don't have this because I've been wrong consistently. You've,
1: yeah, but you've been wrong with the same one like four oh, times. So
0: this is the Ford F one fifty? Hey, okay. there you go. Wow.
1: 44,014 of those uh, bad boys stolen. You have
0: got to be freaking kidding me.
1: That's a. uh, People are racking in some cash. Wait, wait. Are they raking in cash or racking? Raking. They're raking. 13% increase from 2019. Most common year stolen. 2006. According to uh, this chart, in 2020, one car was stolen every 36 seconds.
0: Let me ask you this. Why were so many more vehicles stolen in 2020? People just had free time? (laughs) Or they didn't have jobs? I don't know, but
1: the F-150 has been uh, at the top of the list for two years in a row now. Mm. So I just thought that was interesting for uh, all of our people out there. Uh, Trucks, topping the list of the most stolen vehicles in America. There you go. Well, if you've got an F-150, you're number one. You're number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving right along, let's get into. Uh, let's see, where's some good news that we can do here? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, the 2022 Toyota Tundra goes racing in NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And we'll have the uh, new grill on the truck, and it looks funky. Uh, okay. That's what it Let looks see. like.
0: Uh, oh, that's strange <laughs> because it looked a little odd when it was on the, the lifted truck. And now that it's on the ground, it looks odd.
1: Odd. (laughs) It It still looks odd. Huh. I think uh, that's one of those vehicles uh, that is, from what I hear, uh, better in person. Like you and I? I don't know if we're better (laughs) in person. Uh, The problem with us in person is we can't edit us out. It's true. We're there. We're live. Uh, Jason Gonderman did get behind the wheel of the 2022 Toyota Mm Tundra. If you head over to uh, the Truck Trend uh, pages on the Motor Trend website, motortrend.com, you can read all about what it's like to uh, tow with the 2022 Toyota Tundra.
0: Did he say it was underwhelming? I kind of felt like that was the over, the takeaway. He hadn't driven it
1: yet. When we talked to him last, he Oh, he, he just was saw it? To. That's right. Yeah. He just, he saw and it. he also has a story on hitting the trails of the 2022 Toyota Tundra TRD Pro. So we got to have him back on the show to talk about what it was like behind the wheel. And then the interesting thing that got pulled out of there, which is sort of uh, kind of caught my eye a little the bit. The thing that I found interesting was the fact that they just dropped the news about the truck, and it's going to hit dealership floors in December. Yeah, real, real quick. The uh, base Tundra SR is actually a little bit different than the other trucks. So uh-huh. we were basically told that the engine is going to be the 3.5 liter twin turbo uh, gas V6, and that's rated at 389, 479. 389 horsepower, 479 torque. Interesting enough, the Tundra SR has the same engine, but the rating drops to 348 horsepower and 405 torque. Well, I wonder why. So I think uh, that they just wanted a, uh, you know, more, probably more efficiency, probably did you know? But are doesn't they have de- the towing are, capacity. Well, second, but know. are they derating it? What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, they're derating like- it. it the, the tune is different. I would imagine. Hmm. So the base tender SR two-wheel drive double cab has um, the best Tundra payload, so that's 1,940 pounds. Then the SR's maximum tow rating has been limited to 8,300 pounds, probably because it has less power. So uh, the base model, you get hosed on a uh, power output on the new Tundra. Hmm. So kind of uh, interesting. Although that's, that, that's- Nobody really talks about that. And yeah, I, but I that's not unlike sure. a lot of the uh, you know. trucks. The, the yeah, but when you have trucks, the exact same engine. So I wonder if there's going to be like a tuner deal in the aftermarket to bring you up to- the other engines power standards i guess now that i think about it
0: it's the inverse of what you have on like medium duty trucks so for example when you step into like a ford f450 550 650 something like that you get the same engine the 6.7 right. liter but it's derated
1: because of their medium duty um, uh, cycles for uh, durability yeah they want to get a million so think miles. about it so i'm right. sure toyota's doing the same thing they're saying all right we're going to derate this Maybe the average consumer puts you know two hundred fifty thousand miles, and we're going to make it so this will easily go four hundred thousand or whatever the case is. Hmm. I just thought it was interesting that you know uh, the base model is going to come with a little less power. Hmm. So step up, people. Hey, lighting, did you hear?
3: No, 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 no,
1: no, no. No, I did not. Uh, spy photos of the twenty twenty two Silverado RST have been spotted for the first time, and uh, it's okay looking. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Your uh, rally sport truck. I mean um, it's not like the Ford goes a little uh more
0: aggressive when they release a uh, a sport version and, and Chevy is kind of
1: toned down. It's just a little Come RST Suburbans here and Tahoe's are pretty sporty. Yeah. But the the Usually it's just a graphics package. No. No. On the No, they get the the bigger uh uh bigger wheels? S- V8, the 6.2. Oh. And they get like 22s and oh. they get some tuning and stuff like that. I forgot about that. You're right. Okay. But when I saw the photos of the RST pickup truck, I was a little bit underwhelmed. It just uh yeah. I know this is a a prototype. Mm-hmm. So it does have all the chrome and stuff on it, but it just sort of looks eh. Yeah, that's it's a wanna,
0: that's a wannabe frontier. It is. That's a wannabe frontier, isn't it? I
1: don't see frontier in it. I no? see I don't know what I see in it. I'm just eh. So just eh is what you're saying.
3: Eh. eh. Hmm. You eat <laughs> Yeah.
0: Show podcast at gmail.com. That is truck show podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to kick this one off with a horsepower killer. Email time subject line. Hey, I love hearing my emails on the podcast. Makes, me, uh, makes my day every single time. I'm going to be down at SEMA on Thursday and Friday for the SEMA Friday experience and ignited. Hope to see you guys there. Maybe I can stop by and get that drink. Uh, yes, thanks for bringing that well, up. We will be there. We are going to be there. We're stoked. Uh, we're going to be doing
1: some live podcasting, not podcasting live, but some live podcasting. Yeah, in person. we're not going to do it live yet, but
0: yeah, it's live in person, and uh, you can good come button. by
1: and uh, throw spitballs at us. No, don't don't do that. Well,
0: you can if you like it, yeah. but if you are going to do it, do it to the guy with the beard. That's me, Lightning. No, <laughs> that's that's wrong. No, do it so, to Lightning. See, I've confused them. They don't know which now one. They know, yeah, so yeah, now they don't know, so now we're both getting it. Exactly. Mm. Don't spitball us. Just come by, say hi. Or and, spitball us. Uh, yep, and, and if you want to hang around after the Wait, show. I just, said, I just got you to say yes to spitballing us. No, don't. <laughs> don't do that. I'm don't do that. Don't do that. Now, we're, we're going to be out of in uh, no Central place. Hall, Central Hall booth
1: 21234. So uh, our friends over at Banks, hey, check that out, uh, loaned us their booth. And so we've got uh, the Truck Show Podcast uh, will be powered by Banks for the SEMA Week. Uh, we're going to put up uh, a bunch of shows while we're there and try and do uh, daily podcasting from the uh, the Banks Come Truck Show Podcast powered by Banks booth. It's actually we're official. Like we have our own booth. What is uh what's the booth number? Two one two
0: three four. One more time. Twenty-one two three four Central Hall. Uh, we
1: are. by you can't miss us. We're we're in Central Hall. Yes, yeah, Central Let's Hall. Come find us. Twenty-one, two, three, four. There you go. Perfect. Truck Show Podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, check this out. Uh, this is from Tommy uh, Harrell. Harold. Billy Creech episodes one 19- Are you asking me? I don't know how to pronounce I'm, his last I'm, name. I'm, I'm asking him. Oh, He's okay. listening. Gotcha. Uh, Billy Creech episodes one ninety two and one fifty six. He says, "Guys, I just want to say thank you for having Billy on." After his first interview, I started to look into a big overland adventure, ordered Dennis's book, Mojave Road Guide, and talked to a couple college buddies into tagging along. The three of us had an incredible time, drove 150 miles along the road, slept two nights in solitude, then headed to Moab for another couple of days of wheeling, ended up driving 3,555 miles, 79 engine hours, 10 states in nine days, drove 198 miles off-road in the Mojave and in Moab. Thank you for the inspiration, and that was from our listener, Tommy. Nice. What's a truck? A very common question we seem to be getting these days,
0: right? Because uh, we can't really decide. Uh, What's a truck? From Trevor. I'm not sure this helps the Maverick, but my thought is this. Change the longitudinal mounted engine for a solid rear axle. I can't think of anything I'd consider a truck in the road-going pickup sense that doesn't have a solid rear axle. On the SUV side, I used to consider Excursions and Suburbans a quote-unquote truck. But with the new IRS Suburban, they are
1: no longer a truck in my mind. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I'm i still liking crossover truck. Crossover truck works, yeah. Crossover pickup truck. I think that's cool. Uh, this one from Nick Swanson. This is a good one. Ultimate road trip in a SAS Ford Ranger. Of course, that stands for solid axle swap. It says, Mr. Lightning. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Nice, Lightning. Nice salutation for you. Uh-huh. And Holman, how are we doing? I'd say fine. Good, yeah. My name is Nicholas. I have first time emailing you, but always listen to the podcast when I'm ready for some good laughs and when I want to learn more about what's going on in the truck world. You two definitely deserve them five-star review.
2: Five-star review! Five stars!
1: I love how you guys have big and small companies come on and take us behind the scenes on some of their products and companies. You guys always have some really cool people on. Just finished up 165 with Matt from AEV. I, I skip around a bit based on the episodes. But I was shocked when I found out that AEV is on the east side of Michigan. I never knew that, but glad to know that now so I can get Lightning and I, that Prospector, a little sooner. That's a lot of truck for Lightning. Uh, no. it? it sounds like he's going these with you. I'm, oh, are we going to split it? Sounds like So it. what part of the
0: year do I get in summer he gets it in winter? Yeah, or the other yeah, way around? I don't know. Huh. I take it in winter. Or, or does he get passenger seat and I get driver's seat? And then we have to drive at the same time. Uh, that's weird.
1: <laughs> a little bit about myself. I'm 21 out of Southwest Michigan, who this summer left July 5th to go on a westbound adventure. Traveled up through the uh, Upper Peninsula and west from there, covering mainly two tracks and two lane roads, no highways. That's cool. Took about a month to get to the coast in Gold Beach, Oregon. Seen. Not. <laughs> Do not say seen. So much, and yet still have to go back uh, in about a month. I left my 99 Ford Ranger XLT Sport, named Frank. Uh, that has a Dana 44 and <laughs> 49 inch. He named it Frank uh, out of a '78 Bronco, uh, running about a four to five inch coil lift and four to five inch leaves <laughs> out back with Ironman 37s, five thirteen gears, eating True Track out back, limited slip. I can't up front. get over Frank. That's like uh, naming yeah. your
0: dog. It's like oh, this is my uh, dog
1: Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Or like, this is my my F450. Biff.
0: Bruce. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Bert.
1: <laughs> I uh, built damn near everything on it. Still running the stock four liter V6 with a five speed. I use this thing uh, for everything from daily. Used to wheeling, it takes uh, whatever I throw at it. Rocking a TGM rooftop tent about used, it's been through hell and back on this trip. The main reason I wanted to email you guys was uh, I was very inspired about traveling and breaking out of the daily routine from uh, Dan, uh, our friend uh, Dan The Road Shows Me, when you guys interviewed him. By the way, he's in the middle of an Australian cross-country adventure right now. We'll have to have him when he gets back says, uh, I was lucky enough to get a hold of him and talk to him and let him know that he inspired me to go on this trip, which he was thrilled. So I thought that was pretty neat. So I was so inspired, I sold my rally car started planning this crazy voyage out here. And I'm emailing you two handsome fellas outside of Port Orford, Oregon in the hills overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Thank you for the podcast, guys. God bless. And uh, if you want to follow Nick on Instagram, it's Nicholas underscore Swan 99 and uh, he's got some cool pictures that he put of his uh, solid axle swapped Ranger. And it sounds like quite the adventure. It sounds like uh, something uh, I would want to go on alone without you. Without him? No, without you. Oh, without me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you do is without me. That's not true. I,
0: I mean, I see you once a week without fail. No, I know that, but right. your adventures are without me. That's the part that I want to hang out. I don't want to hang out with you in here. No. I want to do, like, the like social stuff. Well, then you should be less busy. Have uh, Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Nick, for emailing us, gmail.com. That's the kind of stuff we want to hear. Um, Robert says, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Holman said in a previous show that the HD mirrors on a Silverado don't look good. I have a 2017 Silverado 1500 with a set of 2003 to 13 mirrors, and the only reason that I put them on was that I couldn't see all the way behind me when I was towing. I can either slide them out or keep them in while towing. Anyway, I love listening to you guys while working on school buses, which run on either propane, Roush V10s, wow, uh, internationals, Mercedes Street 6s, and our Freightliners or Cummins, either diesel or CNG converted. That's a crazy run-on sentence, Robert, but I I think we got the gist. (laughs) I don't care what people say. You guys don't suck, and I will always give you five stars.
5: Congratulations, you have earned five stars.
0: And give me a Finnegan, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And always, remember, everything matters. Thanks
2: for watching, and remember, everything matters.
0: Looking forward to the next episode, Robert, a.k.a. Duckman Bob 1975.
1: <laughs> He's uh, been one of our originals. Yeah. Was, uh, Duckman Bob was around very early, if not uh, episode one. Does he predate us? Uh, yes, I'm sure he does. Oh, <laughs> well, me, anyway. Hey, uh, I've got one here from uh, Mark the. Hughes, H E U S. I don't know how to, sp- know. to pronounce anybody's name. We're butchering like, everything. Everything, on this everything this is horrible. Uh, it's because I got three hours of sleep last night. Mm-hmm. I suck. Uh, overlanding, Lego Raptor, and more pro touring truck stuff. Hi, Sean and Jay. Me and my ten-year-old son Matt are avid listeners. Thanks for tipping us off on the Lego Raptor Technic set coming out a few months ago. We pre-ordered it, and it arrived last Wednesday. My son put it together all by himself, and no, I was not allowed to help him out. Oh, that's cool. Once finished, he couldn't leave it stock. set had not leave it stock. (laughs) Although the set had a working V6, the turbos were missing, uh, as was an intercooler, a winch, and overlanding tent. So Matt's added these. Check out his Instagram post with the pics. That's awesome. says, uh, my son loves lifted trucks with big tires and big horsepower. I prefer the more pro-touring style builds. Speaking of pro-touring, it might be uh, niche, but I hardly ever hear anything on lower-performance trucks on the show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's not true. Uh, but no, he's right. Definitely... we should do more. So,
0: I, what I think we should do, Holman, uh, you and I both know, or I know Rob from PCH Rods, and he's Mister Pro Touring guy. We should get him on, and I think you know a couple people that know him. So, all signs point to Rob at PCH Rods. I think they just moved to out in Riverside, California, but he's got a super badass truck. His wife races. Um, we should definitely have them on.
1: Yeah, that's uh Rob Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, let me uh, let me send him a note because. We had some going back and forth recently. We were introduced by a mutual friend. I know you know him, Mm -hmm. but uh, we'd love to have him on the show. Let's uh, send him a note and see if uh, he'd grace us with his time because they do some really beautiful builds. And he's done well, his truck has appeared on so many ads. Like he races the Optima series and does all that stuff. But I mean, even the uh, GM Performance Parts or Chevy Performance Parts, I believe, has him build some of their corporate. Like old school builds and stuff. Oh,
0: no joke. Yeah, yeah so I did like, He always had eye candy. And was, he, when yeah. his shop was in Long Beach, on the west side of Long Beach, yeah. I would go by there, and he always had really
1: killer stuff. Uh, so anyway, just uh, continuing on uh, this one here, he says, uh, my son loves lifted trucks. We are currently waiting for a back-ordered LS3 crate engine, they say December, to put our 89-lowered Chevy CK truck a.k.a. OBS nowadays, uh, he sends an Instagram link. He says, we're a few hours away from the Nürburgring, and my son really wants to drive it on that track. Not too sure about that, but we'll see. Keep it Ooh, up. Dude, did you hear some tourists just died on the Nürburgring? Oh, I heard about yeah. that, yeah. And yeah, I've yeah.
0: actually been on the Nürburgring. Yeah. Have you been? I've never been. It is the crazy Dude, I've never been Ge- to Germany. It is the craziest thing. I was, I was blessed a bunch of years ago to go with uh, Roland Grave, who owns, uh, sorry, who runs H&R Special Springs out of Washington. He's like, hey, I'm going to go to Germany, go to the... The, the, the mother country, right? And yeah. he, he's German. And he goes, I'll pop for the ticket. I'm like, I'm there. So we, we flew over there, and we rented. He wanted a, an S55 Mercedes, but we could only get an S430. There was four of us going, so we wanted plenty of room. We rented this big boat of a car, and we went, went around the Nürburgring. And it was the craziest thing. You go up to a vending machine. You put your money in. It gives you a token, like a like a gold coin or something. And you pull up to the turnstile or like the you know the arm when you're going yeah. to a parking lot, you put in the token and you just go. You just go on the freaking racetrack. No prep, no, no there's no one there. You just race whatever you drove. And it was like us then a then a Porsche, then a motorcycle. It was just bizarre. And we were pulling crazy Gs. I thought we were going to rip the tires right off of this S430. Just way too big of a sloppy car on there, but it was so much fun.
1: I don't know how we're going to get you back on your email. Uh, well, I just wanted to finish up. He says, uh, "He says, keep it up and five stars.
5: Congratulations. You have earned five stars.
1: And it's uh, Marak, and he's uh, from Holland. So uh, we have one of our uh, European listeners checking in, which I think is really cool.
0: That is super cool. Uh, 193 World Premiere Outro featuring Holman. Oh, no. Kudos to Lightning Sun. Great work. Perfect. Solid gold. Thanks to Holman for the very original content, and thanks to Lightning for seeing it
2: through
3: yeah yeah
1: me one more time yeah I'm
3: a I'm
1: I can't even say shit right now. <laughs> you just uh, love that,
0: don't you? I mean, yeah, it's, it's I funny, right. but you know, I, I want to know why... It's, it's not the best production I've ever put out, but, you know... Like, your son did. It wasn't even you. I You're know, taking credit for like, your son's work. No, I'm not taking credit. Give him a bunch is, of your flubs so that mm-hmm. he can do a version for you. It's only fair. I don't do as many as you do. I do flubs, but mine aren't... They're not guttural. You do a lot of... I didn't say do guttural flubs.
1: I said just show what... I want the people to hear what I have to listen. But to. But if I mispronounce basis. a
0: word, it's not as funny. Uh, you do these weird sounds that are hysterical. All right. And I wanted to bring them to the peeps. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Because off, you know, he'll, he'll Holman will do a flub. But that's exactly. He was
1: like, he'll pause and go. Ah, bruh, ah, bruh. Yeah, that's true. And then it there's, crack me up. Uh, all right, uh, this one from Ryan Chuck. He says coal mines and trains. Howdy, lightning and P. Holman. Still no Well, bias. I, th- I thought he was. It was a take on our name, coal mines and trains. That's sort of funny. It says, how y'all doing? Had to bust out the laptop in order to respond to you guys. Reading my last email in episode 195, so be prepared as this one is long. Heard that Lightning wanted more information on the locomotive I had told you about. The locomotive is an Alco S2. What does that mean? Well, it's a locomotive manufactured in uh, Schenectady, New York, by the American Locomotive Company. The locomotive has a uh, Schenectady. Is it Schenectady? Are you asking me? I I feel like we should know that. We sound so pompous, yeah, but I did not. Go ahead. Uh, Schenectady, Schenectady, Schenectady. I've heard this before, I don't know how to say it right now. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm again, three hours of sleep. Yeah. Anyway, says the locomotive has an inline six that has 531 cubic inches per cylinder. That's right, the size of some big block V8s per 531 cylinder, 531 cubic inches per cylinder, which is the exact same rea- reaction you had the last time we talked about this. Still, all right,
0: uh, um, if you do it again. In we episode one ninety seven, hold on, I'm hold gonna re- on. The locomotive
1: has an inline six that has five hundred thirty one cubic inches per cylinder. Five 500- hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it again. Uh, That's right. The size of some big block V8s per cylinder. But the locomotive only produces 1,000 horsepower with a huge turbo. The engine is a four-stroke and can also be found in several ships and even uh, NASA's huge space shuttle carrier, which has four of them. Uh Uh, General Motors once had a division called the Electromotive Division, which manufactured diesel electric locomotives. And they produced engines with 567 cubic inches per cylinder and 645 cubic inches per cylinder. And most recently, 710 cubic inches per cylinder. Lightning, this is your cue. 710 cubic inches per cylinder, and they're all V8s. And there are v 8 all the way up to a 20-cylinder version in several locomotive models. Electromotive is now owned by Caterpillar. It's really cool how much railroads and trucks go hand in hand, as railroads are probably one of the larger purchasers of fleets of trucks, which I always pay attention to the brands they buy as those things take an absolute beating, plus railroads haul a very large percentage of automobiles. So, chances are the truck on the dealer lot was at one point inside a rail car. Got to check out the railroad facilities. If you ever go to a plant tour, maybe they'll let you look inside the mo- locomotive. See if P. Holman has any connections. Coal mines are in a lot of states, but there's absolutely tons of them found in Kentucky. Got to come visit and go on a tour of one that's open to the public. Trust me, you do not want to trespass on coal company property illegally. Railroads and coal mines have a close connection with each other as the railroads hauled and still haul a good chunk of coal in the U.S., Anyways, go check out your local railroad museum, Lightning. There's also, there's one in Eli, Nevada that we should road trip to. We should do that on a weekend. That'd be a great road trip in a truck and then back. I'm in. That'd be pretty cool. Right. As long as I'm it's always after to go up SEMA. There. As long as it's after SEMA. Yeah, yeah. We're not I've, doing anything before yeah, SEMA. yeah. Uh, um, and I have like three weeks. The uh, I have SEMA. Mm-hmm. I have something really cool the following week, and then I have something else the following week. What? So what? What, what is like it? What I'm is, gone 17 days and 21 yeah, days. Wait, stop, stop, stop. So I don't know how we're gonna do the show. What is the thing right after SEMA? That's uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, there's a real good one in Sacramento and several around LA, especially a few notable steam locomotives. Maybe uh take Gail with you as he mentions a short stint on railroad in Southern California. Anyways, keep up the awesome content and drink a glass of bourbon as a reward for a job well done. Mounter those parameters. <laughs> And remember, everything matters.
2: Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters.
1: As I raise my bourbon glass for y'all. And that's Ryan Chug, and he says, uh, he's from Winchester, Kentucky, as we've said before, but he says, I love trains, with lots of exclamation marks. Love it. So do we. Important is the subject
0: line from Brent. Holman is better than lightning. That is all.
1: I uh, am not going to... um, Dispute that? No, I was going to say I wasn't going to dignify that with any comment. Moving right along. Yeah. Thank you, Lightning, dot, 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 son.
0: For once, I have to give Lightning and family a crisp high five for his studio contribution at the end of episode 193. I put it to good use. I was patiently sitting in my 2021 Ram Rebel at the parking lot of my daughter's school, waiting for her to come out of volleyball practice. I start to see some members of the team exiting the building, and soon after, my daughter emerges. As I drive up to the door, the truck windows drop. The volume of the Harman Kardon sound system goes up and I hit play on the best three minutes of hilariously epic audio since Adam Sandler's CDs. Every teenager in the parking lot stops all conversations. Some are laughing, some are dancing, not my daughter. She's giving me the death stare. She tries to dive into the backseat to hide, but she can't because I didn't unlock the door. As she scrambles in, I can't help but admire the excellent rhythm and bass quality of the clip. So I skipped back and played it again as we drove away from the school at a speed equal to four low. Well done, Lightning. Sincerely, Ronnie Chilton.
4: Twice in one show. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I
3: am
1: that, 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 I'm, dead, dead,
3: dead. I'm, dead,
1: dead, dead. I'm...
3: Ah! <gasps> aye, aye,
1: aye. My... I can't even say shit right now. <laughs> don't, don't interrupt yourself. My uh, three year old still calls it the funny data song. And uh, <laughs> for about a week and a half, it was every morning we had to play it uh, the entire on repeat, the entire way to school. <laughs> so we had to tell her that it's sleeping now.
0: It's sleeping. It's sleeping. So, it's... what do you mean? It's, it's not alive. What do you she mean? She doesn't sleeping? know that. It's just sleeping. The now. song is sleeping? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Huh. It's not available for her because it's sleeping. <laughs> and to wrap up the email, by the way, it's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Chris W sent over this clip and he says, I think you might want to play this. It's got a lot of, uh, you may have seen this before, but I, I think it's, it's, it's worth a little shout out to our man, Ginger Billy.
3: You know, I've been noticing here lately that people who drive certain types of vehicles are starting their own little gangs. I see Jeep gangs, Corvette gangs, Camaro gangs, motorcycle gangs. I decided that I am going to start my own gang, and we're going to call it Truck Gang. Almost anybody can be in Truck Gang. If you drive a 1993 Chevy S10 with four spare tires, you're in Truck Gang. If you drive a big jacked up Dodge 2500 four wheel drive, you are in truck gang. The only ones who can't be in truck gang are the people who drive Honda Ridgelines and the people who squat their trucks. <laughs> Y'all can't be in truck gang. A Honda Ridgeline is not a truck. That is the illegitimate child of a Toyota Prius and an El Camino. I mean, just listen to this lineup and tell me which one don't sound right. Toyota Tundra, Dodge Ram, Chevy Silverado, Nissan Titan, Ford F-150, Honda Ridgeline, and squad trucks—they got their own gang. It's called the "I could only afford half of my lift kit" gang, truck gang. Now, truck gang is just like any other gang, which means we have gang signs. Now, of course, the most important gang sign that we use is this here. That stands for truck gang.
0: And that's a T. That's uh, his two fingers making a T like this. <laughs> okay, just got like it. that. Yep.
3: You use this sign when you're talking about trucks or when you pass by another truck. Truck gang. Hey baby, look, look, here comes Todd. Yeah, he, He's got a Chevy 2500, he's in truck gang. Watch this, watch this. Truck gang! Truck gang! You, you see that? You see that? He, he, threw, he threw truck gang back up at me. That's cause he's in truck gang. Yeah, yeah. Then we got this sign here, which is the throwing money sign. Which means I just spent a lot of money on truck parts or I just paid my truck payment. Truck gang! And once you get in truck gang, you're in truck gang for life. And if you try to get out of truck gang, There will be consequences. (laughs) Truck gang. Hello? Do what? Terry traded his truck in? On what? A minivan said he needed more room for the kids. He had a four-door tundra. He's such a liar. You know what we got to do? Oh, yeah. Go straight to Facebook. All right. Truck gang. Dear Terry, did that minivan come with a dress and high heels? Sincerely, truck gang. And if you in truck gang, you have to learn the truck gang prayer. The truck is my vehicle. I shall always drive. It taketh me through green pastures, and it leadeth me through deep mud holes. It restoreth my manhood. It leadeth me in the pass of coolness. For truck's sake, yea, though I drive through the valley of the shadow of cars, I will fear no Prius, for thine truck art with me. Thine rod and thine piston, they comfort me. Truck gang. And always remember, truck gang... Is like a family. So if you're riding down the road and you see another truck broke down, which will more than likely be a Ford, and that person throws up that truck gang sign, you pull over and you help them. I'm just kidding about the Ford thing. God bless y'all. I love you. Truck gang.
0: You know what's funny, Holman, is that uh, Ginger Billy, who recorded that piece with over 6 million views on Facebook, he's standing in front of a Nissan Titan with a Cummins engine.
1: Oh, so good. So good. So good. Thought you would uh, enjoy that. What do you say we, uh, see who checked in on the five-star hotline?
2: Five stars. Five stars. Five
5: stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars.
3: Right back at you, brother.
0: Well, you didn't even try. Because I nailed it last time. No, no, no. That is not how this works. That is just, you know, that's not five how it works. Five
2: stars. Come on. Five
5: stars. Five stars. Five, five, five stars. Five stars.
0: Right I back, gotcha, got brother.
1: Right. <laughs> you, were so off. Nah.
2: you were so off. You were so off. You were close. Well, I, I,
1: I didn't sleep last night because some people had to.
2: Sean and Jay, it's Jordan from Motor Trend. That already felt weird calling Lightning Jay. Lightning, we haven't met yet, but I know we'll meet one day. I've been a fan of yours since Kevin and Dean, even though you were the worst host of Love Light ever. Uh, Wait, hold on a second. He thinks I'm Striker. <laughs> I was never the
0: host of Love
1: Line I think he's playing into uh, your uh, your shtick. That's pretty but funny
2: I do love the podcast, Sean knows I've been listening since episode 5 But I just got caught up Hey, don't bring me into this <laughs> After being behind for months Just listened to episode 193 And Sean, I am so disappointed That you did not read my email In the Maverick section When I challenged you about Mavericks being a truck
1: well, we did, but it was the episode after. So stop being angry, Jordan.
2: Because you know, gave you guys a second five-star review when I got my corporate iPhone from Motor Trend. You know, five stars right back at, at right back at your brother, Sean. I believe in you. But
1: see, even <laughs> he messed it up,
2: and he didn't even have to do it with the timing. He was and he, just saying it. He, he said, "I it.
1: believe in you." and You shouldn't believe in it him because no, he's botched it horribly.
2: Ever. No read of my email with my second five-star review and my challenge to Sean that you know will do anything heads up to prove that the Maverick is a truck. That's the real reason why Sean is waffling on whether or not the Maverick is a real truck or not, is because he's afraid of me. He's intimidated that I'm going to either out-eat him, out-shoot him, out-drive him, whatever competition he wants to prove that the Maverick is a truck. But the world premiere at the end of episode 193 totally made my email, not being read on the show, worth it. Love it. Five stars. Talk to you guys soon. Five star review. Man, he is—he
1: uh, just threw down the gauntlet, Holman. We should uh, make him come sit in with us one time on the uh, podcast so we can see uh, how uh, misspent his time has been the last three and a half years <laughs> listening to us.
2: Five star, Five star,
4: Five star Hotline.
2: What up, boys?
4: Corey here. And I'm just curious when we're going to be able to download that new, sick Holman song. The only question is, what are you going to call it?
0: It doesn't, uh, doesn't need a title. It doesn't need a title. And uh, so, Holman, you don't know this, but a couple of guys, so I had two DMs. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had an email to my work address yeah, uh, asking for the Holman song on MP3, <laughs> and God. I said no. I said I need to speak to Holman mm-hmm. first because I didn't feel it was right to just start distributing something that could potentially be embarrassing.
1: <laughs> Except it's distributed on this podcast yeah, but on they, a weekly basis
0: now. I, I understand that, but it's not. guys wanted to use it as the ringtone. I don't care. You don't care? No. Okay, then I will distribute it. I, I, will... I told you to
1: send it to me and you still haven't done that.
0: How'd you play for your daughter? Just play it on, uh, on the podcast? The, on
1: oh, the podcast? Yeah. Well,
0: I'll send it to you. Of course. Well, thanks. All right.
4: Lightning and Holman, you're reading five star reviews and you just read my second five star review and it cut off at I Believe. The finishing was I Believe in You, Sean, five stars. And I was hoping you guys would play the jingle and then Sean could redeem himself and get the five stars right on
5: the right back at your brother or whatever it is. Anyway, thank you, Jordan. Just wanted to call you guys and tell you what the cutoff was. Talk to you later. He loves us. Hey, guys. i um, calling in again. This is Greg from Pennsylvania. Always keeping up to date with my truck show podcast and just heard the latest one with the Hummer EV. Um, I'm a little more open to it, but, you know, I'm still an internal combustion engine guy. Well, actually, diesel guy. Everything I have is diesel for my... Uh, g56 swap mega cab um to my i'm driving right now my 13 6.7 liter um automatic and i have a five-speed volkswagen TDI 2006 so everything i have is diesel and i'm trying to get the wife into the new tahoe diesel duramax if you can actually find them on the lot for any reason they're like gold you can't find them um anyway so i understand that um the push for electrification and stuff and, and whatnot, but uh, where's the love on the renewable fuels? You know, the, the very low, no carbon output or whatever, uh, renewable fuels. So I was curious if you guys could uh, pull some strings and get to talk to somebody either from Porsche or Shell or wherever that are making the renewable fuels. Um, oh, My wife's calling in, um, But it would be cool because, I you know, I oh, darn really webs. want to see the future of the internal combustion engine flourish. I understand that it takes a tapestry of technology to really bring down our carbon footprint. And I think we could do that with both. I want the choice. I want to drive my diesel. If I want to drive my diesel, and keep my trucks for, you know, till the wheels fall off and then put them back on and drive them again. So, appreciate everything, guys. You're awesome. And five stars and yeah, buddy. Five
2: star review, five stars.
5: Yeah, buddy.
1: Nice. Well, thank um, you guys very much. I think we've said before, uh, we are actually working on, um, I, I got the information from our friend up at um, Chuckles Garage, Scott Birdsall. He knows the guy's uh, uh, sponsored by the synthetic diesel company. Oh, so really? So he sent me the uh, info, so we just got to follow up on that.
0: So synthetic diesel, do we know what Porsche was using for that synthetic fuel? Well, Porsche's doing synthetic
1: gasoline. Okay, Gotcha. So it'll be interesting. To I didn't know if it was the same uh, company making both. I, no, I don't know. No, two completely different things. So uh, we're working on trying to get something in the future. It's just there's a lot of busy people right now. So it's super freaking busy right now.
0: What is all the busyness caused from? Like it, it, it's it's the fact that no one was working during COVID and demand went up for everything. And so now everyone's behind on everything. All physical mm, goods are impossible no, to I, find.
1: I think that... Uh, a few things, right? You have people who uh, weren't working but getting paychecks and then at home and then you have consumers wanting to recreate so they're getting out in the world and so I think they're just the demand was still kept up and then you get COVID on top of that so there's not as many people working at the ports, there's not as many truck drivers out there so you sort of have a, a bunch of things. You have not enough people to move the containers from the ports into the supply chain uh, and then you have a lot of people with money who are spending it on things that come out of the supply chain. So it's sort of like getting hit on both sides.
0: Again, there's more demand than there is supply. Simple as that.
4: Heyo, it's uh, it's Neil from Tennessee. I'm actually the guy who sent in an email a while back and uh, talking about the green gas pumps for gas and black black gas pump handles for, for diesel it was backwards. And y'all said that I had a hick accent and I'm actually from California. I moved out here to get away from California.
0: Now, hold on a second. I don't think we ever used the term hick accent. We're not going to insult Never our listeners. Never said that. We might have said you had a southern accent. <laughs> I think they're very different. <laughs> very.
4: I highly recommend it to both of you. It is very nice, I must say. But, yeah, not a hick. Total bro. I rode moto. Grew up riding Gorman. I have my tall socks, my dicky shorts, and my flat bill hat out in our <laughs> Or as uh, or
1: as uh, Emmy calls it, uh, Gourmand.
0: Does she call Gourmand? Gourmand! <laughs> Why is everything Grey Poupon not know.
1: Yeah. I don't think she actually calls it that. I think he said thick accent, not hick accent. No, he said hick. I'm going to pretend he said thick so that we're... Uh, there's no <laughs> insulting going on either okay. direction.
4: Being within the moto community, I just wanted to call and say, I just listened halfway through the, the newest episode, and y'all aren't changing your personalities just because you had the CEO of, of on or anything like that. Within the moto community... There's a lot of people who will change their persona to compliment and to get the approval of their new sponsor. It is a very, very heavy money-driven industry, and it shows, like, too frequently. Y'all are awesome for doing that. A lot of us, all we see is, oh, yeah, new podcast, new episodes out. But, I mean, y'all put a lot into this Giving a shout-out, appreciation. It is amazing what y'all are doing. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there's no other one that I might, oh, new episode's out, sweet, time to listen. So just wanted to tell y'all I appreciate y'all, keep it up, and uh, you guys suck. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Did he say we suck? he
1: ended it with a you suck.
4: You know, Neil, that's uh, that's awfully
1: uh, awesome of you. I uh, appreciate you uh, uh, backhanded complimenting us. Mm -hmm. No, I think it was a front-end compliment with a backhand you suck at the end. I think so, yeah, I love that.
2: Right.
1: Now uh, we love our uh, listeners. Oh, you guys are awesome. Again, we appreciate everybody who uh, has listened to us, supported us, grown with us over the years. Uh, We're certainly a lot better at this today than we were three and a half years ago. But Uh, we're not good. We're 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 just better. Hold on a second. We almost
0: forgot to give out the phone number. 657-205-6105. That is the five-star hotline. Five-star.
2: Five-star. Five-star. Hotline.
0: 657-205-6105. If you can't remember the number, just go to our Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast. Go on the profile and click the call button button.
1: You going to say anything about the show, how awesome it is, how we love our listeners? I'm going to bed now.
3: The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh.
1: Listen, guys, we're just two dudes in a sweaty, dank studio, dropping truck bombs on a weekly basis. That's all we we're are. We're dropping
0: truck bombs? We're, we're,
1: we're just ourselves. Uh, you know, the man doesn't control us.
0: Speaking of truck bombs, <laughs> I do not want to be at Holman's house in about an hour from now when you drop bombs. From camping? In the restroom. Man. What's that have to do and, with and anything? And that crazy, when well, you said bombs, and it just made me think, because I always think of Dookie. Of, of course, course that made you think of Dookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking, your house is going to just be... Um, Hazardous waste zone. My my wife is <laughs> leaving. My
1: uh, older kid is uh, with her mom, so I just have it's just me and three year old for the next four days. So we're just gonna be hanging out, listening to the funny dead ass song. <laughs> really on loop? Yeah, on loop. If infinite uh, <laughs> repeats. Uh, all right,
0: listen. I, I'm pretty pumped. As we said earlier, we're gonna be at SEMA. So if you're industry, we'll see you Monday. Uh, sorry, Tuesday through Thursday. If you're non industry, you're or a fan. Grab your tickets to the SEMA Ignited, uh, the SEMA Experience, and uh, come see us Friday. I think we'll be there. We're going to have an easel up in the booth, 21-234, 21-234. Uh, come by and see us, uh, and we'll say when we're going to be there. We're going to print some official material that says, hey, we're going to be on the air at these times and these days. so Or something like that. Something like that. We'll be there. Uh, we're not professional. We are just we, 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 uh, we uh, just play it uh, on, I've got on air. S-
1: this is going to be a crazy week because we got to figure out our podcast schedule. I'm hosting like four SEMA seminars. Mm-hmm. So if you're there, uh, look me up for SEMA education, doing some stuff on EVs. Hosting a panel for Tora on an industry truck builders panel. No way, Tora is the truck and off road accessories. Okay, yeah. So, uh, doing some stuff for them. Uh, So, yeah, and then I think I'm going to be doing uh, sitting on some panels in the overlanding area as well. I'm looking forward to bringing you guys some cool content. Uh, Hopefully, lightning is as well. Can you record any of those panels? Because those are Uh, sometimes really scintillating. Or we can just provide the SEMA link and then give SEMA the uh, love. I would rather us play that audio <laughs> on our show since people are listening to our show. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what the rules of uh, who owns. Lightning likes to go rogue and like put other people's copyrighted material here. i got to save him. Why
0: for... ask permission when you can ask forgiveness? Because
1: of lawsuits. Please. And us Please. keeping our, uh, our gig. The company... That we work
0: for is Rinky Dink.
1: Right. Oh wait, it's Discovery. Right. Whoops. Giant (laughs) multinational global corporation with uh, basically uh, closets full of lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. Closet full of lawyers. A lot of them. Why do they put
0: them in the closet? Because
1: they come out like suits. On like it's it's like a dry cleaner. They just all come out. They're hung
0: and they have the yeah. uh, And they're all all
1: their suits are pressed and they're just ready to go and like they're like you know Discovery Shark Week. Their lawyers are like shark's teeth. One falls out, the next one moves oh, in really? his place. Yeah, they got so many of them.
0: Do they come with a briefcase? Listen, Did I'm it- trying
1: not to run afoul of the people that keep <laughs> us uh, employed. So uh, we're going to try and do things the right way. We're on not the show.
0: insulting. I'm just saying that I'm going to rip off audio and play it on our show. <laughs> right. We're I'm not going to
1: do that. Yes, I am. You're, no, plausible deniability. You're <clears> not actually going to say that on the podcast that we're doing that. Oh, we're not doing that. I am doing that. <sighs> He's not doing that. Nope,
0: not doing that. You know what I am doing, though? I'm thanking Nissan for hanging with us for
1: almost three years. Uh, more than three years. Is it really? I think so, yeah. Huh. You know what's funny is uh, Nissan is like your uh, your favorite uncle. You know, like the one that comes to family dinners like, uh, you know, and doesn't see you all the time, but mm-hmm. has heard the stories about you and still believes in you? Yeah, that guy.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. He's heard all the bad stories about us. And
1: he still cares about you. Huh. Yeah.
0: He's the same uncle that takes us like Monster Jam and Supercross and all that stuff. They're the same uncle that uh, puts you on
1: his lap to drive way before you're uh, old enough. So That's he our works the pedals. Uncle. That's right. You you work steering wheel. He works the pedals. That's a uh, Nissan in our lives. No kidding. Our favorite uncle. And you know when Nissan uh, teaches us to drive uh, before our time, they do it in a Nissan Frontier or Titan. The Titan five year one hundred thousand mile warranty, the best in the
0: business speaks volumes about the quality. Uh, their dependability. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best warranty
1: it's in the business. It's all the things that we aren't. We have, <laughs> we have quality, no
0: dependability, good warranty. No, we have not, no
1: warranty. Yeah, see, I mean, you guys listen at your own risk. Uh, Yeah, that sounds accurate. NissanUSA.com. Or uh, visit your local Nissan dealer where uh, you don't have to do anything at your own risk because they fully back their product.
0: And another phenomenal brand that backs their product with lifetime warranties are Duralast Parts. Now, you can roll into your local AutoZone and shop, just go through the racks and buy Duralast Parts. You probably didn't even know that a lot of the parts at your local AutoZone were Duralast, but they are. And if you don't find what you're looking for there, DuralastParts.com has
1: an insane amount of parts for just about every vehicle on the road. Yep, whether you need uh, chassis parts, vehicle electronics, batteries, brakes, starters, and alternators, shocks and loaded struts, or tools, get a great product that meets or exceeds OE quality standards, and uh, you get it at a great price. So, uh, at And
0: since Holman's using the word great a lot, let's talk about great shocks, great suspension. That comes from our friends at Bilstein. Not Bilstein, Bilstein.
1: You don't say Bierstein, do you? Nope. You say Bierstein. Well, some do. (laughs) It's wrong. You say Bilstein. Exactly. Bilstein! Bilstein! Billstein.com. Uh, Do you think we
0: could start that? Like, if you're out, like, at Olaf or we're at SEMA, the guys will roll up, and they'll It's, like, it's,
1: Jordan, it's Jordan's update. Update!
0: That's, is oh, Stein, Stein. Stein. That's, that's, exactly As you roll down the aisle in front of booth twenty one two three four at SEMA, we don't want you to even stop. Just roll just by yo, and
3: Because it's going to oh, no, come across no. the
0: mics.
1: No, no. Have them just go, <laughs>
3: That
0: would be funnier
1: to us that when everybody looks funnier. at them like they're an, an insane person walking by your booth. Hey, listen, guys, if uh, you're looking for shock replacements, you want to check out the Bill Stein catalog, BillStein.com, where you're going to find a huge selection for most of the vehicles on the road today, especially trucks. You can either get direct replacement shocks, you can get performance upgrades, you can get leveling kits, you can get race shocks. Of course, Bilstein comes on a number of new vehicles, such as the Nissan Frontier and Titan, the Ram TRX, and, of course, the new Ford Bronco. So when manufacturers want the best shocks, they choose Bilstein, and you should, too. And by the way, I heard from our friends at Bilstein that we've had quite a few Truck Show podcast listeners have written in and uh, asking questions about what, what fits their vehicle, which I thought was pretty cool. That's so fair. That's proof positive I mean, that, that people uh, are listening. Well, we have at least two or three listeners. I would say only half of them need new shocks. I'll say we have five listeners.
0: Well, they have good taste because they're uh, reaching out to our friends at Bilstein. And a quick teaser for the next episode, we've got a couple of guys on the show who, entrepreneurs, they have a company called The Seat Shop, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They have seat covers for old trucks, new trucks, and this is not like crazy interiors with a diamond print. This is no, this is your factory ba- material. Yeah. So when you destroy when the When you bolsters, wear out your
1: GMC 800 Yukon on the driver bolster or something like that, mm-hmm. they've got the uh, the seat cover and the foam you need to make those seats look nice again.
0: And the reason they're on the show is because uh, that old red Ram 2007 Dually that I keep driving around, the driver's seat is destroyed. Passenger looks like no one's ever sat in it. The driver's seat, because it's like our test mule, it's just mangled. And I literally found an Instagram ad. And I go, huh, it's kind of creative. And I called him up, ordered one. Like, two weeks later, it showed up, and it literally matches, matchy-matchy perfectly. So I figured, and I, I was on the website, and I'm like, two dudes started it in their garage. So I thought that was cool.
1: Well, I'm definitely looking forward to figuring out how you can drive that old dually without having a springs poking you in the butt. Because uh, I sat in that thing once, and that seat cushion, uh-huh. you drop like eight or nine inches down into the seat frame. You do. Uh, that's not the painful part.
0: The painful part is that it's got part of the seat structure on your left hip that completely protrudes through. There's no foam in there, and after 500 miles or so, I've taken the truck on road trips, and your hip is it's bruised. It's
1: literally bruised. It blows. Well, I'm looking forward to you getting some new seats in that thing. Thank you. So we'll we'll talk about it next episode, but until then, uh, I am going to go home and sleep for a week. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. My wife is leaving me alone with a three-year-old. I'm going to go home and cry.
3: Are we wearing those shoes? No!
4: Those are the shoes I'm putting
1: on you. No! I'm done with this.
2: No! <laughs> Not your shoes. What? Not your shoes. Then pick out some shoes.
4: <laughs> this is your life.
1: This is what happens when mom goes I'm away.
4: i I need you to pick out shoes.
1: <laughs> Which shoes would you like to wear? Your hands? Not sandals, shoes.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.
0: The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.